Welcome to So We're Late Podcast, where guest speakers visit every Thursday night. Don't forget to follow for new content every week. To experience a full encounter with Christ, visit Holy Name of Jesus Catholic Church at 1977 West Jefferson Boulevard, Los Angeles, California, and call 818-745-1771 or visit SoWe'reLate.com for more information. Alrighty, so, uh, you know, one thing before I start, I want to say that um, it is the openness of the person inviting the Holy Spirit to do His work in us. Uh, I'm sure you know this, you know, even psychologically when you go anywhere, uh, when you go to a party, when you go to a gathering, when you go to a meeting, the spirit that we bring into it will pretty much dictate what kind of time you will have. I mean, think about it, right? Like, especially, like, you know, when we don't like somebody and, you know, we, we're not in good terms, we just don't see eye to eye, and I'm just going to come to this gathering, like, you know, well, just, you know, just, I have a wall. And so nothing's going to happen. And so, anyway, so you get my point. And so why I say this is because, you see, in a charismatic movement, um, you know, we, you got to be crazy like that, you know, to say, Lord, you know, um, I'm going to make myself a fool for you. You know, like, I mean, think about it, right? Like, when you go to places, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, like, I hope you haven't experienced a lot of this stuff that I'm going to share because uh, it leaves you a lot of wounds, you know? It sounds like when, when young people, um, sometimes they'll be like, well, well, dad, mom, you know, well, you had your fun, you experienced, well, now you don't want me to have fun. You don't want me to experience what you experienced, right? Now you, you, you had your little joint there and like, what about me, right? And so young people, the devil, you know, is kind of letting them know, like, hey, you know, well, now it's my chance. But what they don't know is that every broken relationship, even if it's not serious, every mortal sin leaves us with a scar. If it's a relationship, broken relationship, you know, we're not ready for a relationship, whether you're a teenager, it doesn't matter. A broken relationship will give you emotional scars. Mortal sin, spiritual scars. And so for us charismatics, you know, when, when, when we open ourselves to the spirit, like, Lord, like, you know, just, you know, take control over me. Especially when we gather as a community to pray. You know, so I, I just want to say, like, thank you for being open to the spirituality of charismatics. Because there we allow Jesus and the Holy Spirit to do his work. I mean, go to any prayer group, like, you know, that it's, I mean, I'm, I'm not talking ill of anybody. And I'm not comparing. I'm just saying for you to make the observation, not as a judgment, but it's an observation, an objective observation that when we just let go. Holy Spirit, you know, like, things will happen. Things will happen. I mean, think about it. Anytime you've been anywhere, like, and, and just like, you know, I remember the first time I had my encounter with the Lord. I had no idea what happened, to be honest. I have no idea. All I remember is I was like, you know, with my hands like this. And I, I just, all of a sudden, I felt like this, like this tingling just went over the top of my head. And on the palms of my hands, 
After that, I have no idea what happened. I just lost touch with, with I, I knew it was something was happening. I knew this tingling in my palms and my, over my head. And then I, I knew there was a lot of stuff happening. But I remember that when it all finished, this man who's a spiritual man, I respect him so much. You know, he's a very temperate man. He's spiritual life. And he's like, Philly, you know, I don't know what happened in there, but I know that God was, I know it was the Holy Spirit was there, and I know he was working in you, and I know, um, you know, that it's God. So anyway, so just thank you for being open to the Holy Spirit. Thank you for making ourselves fools for Christ because that's really what we are, you know? Don't, you, don't, don't, don't we do that like, you know, when, 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 we, when, we, when we go out in the world, like we, we do crazy things. We, we do like, I don't know, I, I did a lot of crazy things. And then I'm like, man, you know, like, you know, when, when we go to like, you know, concerts and stuff like that, which is, I mean, it's not a sin, whatever. Let's do that, whatever, right? Like, you know, all in good stuff, but uh, we do crazy things. I'm like, Christ, dude, he, he died for me. Like, how come I can't be crazy for him? You know, like, just just be crazy, man, you know? Like, anyway, so I, I love that, you know? So thank you so much for, for being open to the charismatic spirituality, and I know um, God has called you. You know, you hear that all the time. Yeah, God called you by name. Whatever reason you have to be here, you're like, oh, yeah, my friend brought me here. This like, yeah, they're instruments, right? But really, you know, who called you by name? Before you were born in your mama's womb, he, he called you by your name. He knew you before you were formed. So it's like, you know, wow, yeah, Jesus, thank you so much for calling me, being in 2023 on this Thursday evening, and every time you gather in his name, like, I mean, what an amazing thing. So um, I I was uh, asked, you know, if, if I can share a little bit of my 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 journey, my spiritual journey, my calling as a priest. Um, and so I, I chose uh, chapter 20 of Jeremiah, um, verse 7, the second half of, number, of verse 7. Um, and it says, you were too strong for me, and you triumphed. So, you know, uh, the, the, the first, the beginning, some translation says, you uh, seduced me, and then this one says, you duped me, O Lord, and I let myself be duped. You were too strong for me, and you triumphed. All the day I am the object of laughter. Everyone mocks me. That's the end of number seven. And so, you know, when I share my, my, my story, I want you to think in your life, like, you know, where in my life have I experienced something like that that I know God is working in my life, has worked in my life, God is in your life, and he will continue to work in your life. So my, my goal is that me sharing is not like, okay, that's his experience, like, you know, um, well, that's, you know, that's, that's it. Like, no. My experience is your experience. My miracle is your miracle because you've experienced it in different ways. Like, we all have different journeys, but... We all have this, the, the same guy who calls us, the same guy who works in us, the same guy who has done the healing, you know? So just don't, like, think, okay, that's Father Feel Like, no, like, think about, like, okay, how, how does that look in my life? You know, where in my life can I see those points where, like, Father Philly says, like, you know, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you know, I had that too, you know? So anyway, so I, I'm just going to kind of point out some of the things that were kind of more powerful in my life that kind of, I guess wounded me um, because that's really what you know growing up like that's what really 
um, you know, psychologists. I, I, you know, I know Sigmund Freud doesn't have a, a good reputation, but you know, Sigmund Freud has some good, some good theories. You know, and a lot of you know, psychology will say that a lot of the stuff that happens when we're children, you know, with trauma, whatever, like these these very um, powerful experiences, really, that's what kind of defines our future as adults because like all those different wounds scars that we have um they they that's that's why we we behave the way we do you know because we're, we're wounded so for me you know uh, i think that one of the biggest wounds to begin with like you know like in my life that really just messed me up my parents came here when i was about four years of age i was in mexico and they came here to, of course, like, you know, everybody, right, they want a better job, whatever. So so my mother and my father came here, and they left behind three boys. Uh, my older brother, Juan, I was the middle one, and my younger brother, Jose. And so I was the middle one. And my little one, my little brother, Jose, he was maybe about three when he, he died. So my parents were here. They left us behind. Um, and then, uh, like, about a year later, my little brother passed away. And so... As a child, you know, I, I thought, well, you know, it's my mother's fault because, well, as a, as a kid, I'm thinking, you know, if you have your mother as a child, like, you know, well, you're protected. You, you can die. So that was the beginning of my, my wounds. So I, I hated my mother and my dad. So when I finally, they brought me here um, to the U.S., I was 11, you know, I, I couldn't read and write back in Mexico because in Mexico, back then, they, I don't know about now, I don't think they do it now, but back then, I mean, they, they would whack you on the head. Like, literally, they'd be like, hey, you, I'm talking to you and you're over there, your eyes over there, like, whack you on the head, like, hey, pay attention, you stupid kid. They call you names, like, I'm not making this up, like, you think it's, it's serious or nothing. Or they put your hands out, like, put your hands out, and, I mean, I can go on and all the, all the different punishments I got, you know. Anyways, so, I hated school, I hated teachers. When I came here, oh, man, I got suspended from school all the time. I beat up all the kids, you know, uh, because I was like in Mexico, like, man, the way we had fun is I, I, we used to ride wild bulls and wild horses and we get in fights. That, that's, how, that's how we played. I was, I was riding like those, those, those bulls or those, those, those uh, horses, the wild horses, and we just take them down, ride them. That, and and okay, you, you, okay, feel, you know, that guy is your height. Well, you guys get, get down, go for it. So uh, that's how I was brought up. So when I came here, it was crazy. Like my mom did not know what to do with me, man. Because every every time in school, you know, um, it was it was bad. So by the time I got to to high school, I mean, you know, it it, it was it was really bad because like everybody knew like I became kind of like the bully because uh, at that time it was kind of uh, it was it was a lot of white people over there. I won't say the city, but like they were very racist. So it was always like the paisas. I was a paisa. So a paisa against the Chicanos. And then the next day, Chicanos, uh, you know, against the Paisas, and then the Paisas against the, the, the African-Americans. It was madness, dude. So all of that, you know, I became a racist. Why did I become a racist? Because these people whom I come, you know, and I'm not even doing nothing to you. Why are you calling me names? All kinds of names. And so for me, that was a, another big scar for me because I became... Prejudice, I became a racist against um, African-Americans, against white people, and even Chicanos, you know, because Chicanos were like, well, yeah, you know, what's up? You know, you, know, I mean, you, you can't even, like, be like us, you know? So I, I held that against Chicanos. Like, I'm like, so when they asked me to join the gang, I'm like, hey, homeboy, like, look, I, I don't need nobody. Look out for me, man. Look, 
you check it out. You want to get down? Let's go, you know. But, you know, I don't nobody protect me. So they hated me because, you know, they, I mean, you know, I, I was a paisa, but, you know, so, so you have the Chicanos, the African-Americans, the white people, and then, of course, the problems they have at home, you know, getting suspended and, and stuff, you know. So for me, coming here, the way my mom disciplined me, like, I kid you not, like, I'm not making this up, you know, those extension cords kind of like, like those, and then thinner ones, she, every time I, I beat up a kid, uh, or do like crazy things, she, she would just take me to a walk-in closet and get the extension cord and just whip me, man. And my legs, I kid you not, like, I mean, blood would come out of my legs because, you know, my, it just whacked me. Like, and so I hated my mom. I hated my dad, you know. So it, it was so bad, you know, that when, like, the, the worst I remember telling my mom, like, you know, because I think I remember seeing her cry this one time, you know. Um, she, she, she did stuff to me, you know, and I was just like, in Spanish, I told her, like, you're a bad woman. I, I hope that the ground eats you up and you never come back, you know. Like, just so in fury, man, like in her face, just screaming at her, like, with this vengeance in, in my face, you know. Um, so, and then she started crying. Man, that made me so happy, you know, because, you know, when you're hurt, I was like, that's right, man. Like, you know, now you know how I feel, you know. So it was like, like in your face, you know, like, you know, instead of like feeling like remorse, oh, mom, oh man, I made my mom cry. It's like, that's right, man, you know. And so I was so full of vengeance, you know. And on my, on my dad's side, you know, like, honestly, like this is a miracle of God. So you know what a 22 rifle, I'm not, not the 22, but like, like, like a shotgun, you know. Um, so I hated my dad, you know, because he, he, he just... I mean, every time I, I beat up a kid, uh, one time I beat the, the, the son of the president in the town, you know, when he, when he come, came and got us to come to the U.S., this little, the, the son of the president of the Pueblo, you know, he, he was a little, you know, when he was with his friends, he, he you know, he, he wanted to pick a fight, but I'm like, okay, well, let's go, you know, but he wouldn't come. So this one time he was by himself, my papa was behind me, you know, I didn't know that. So this guy, Hijo del Presidente, he's, he's like, oh, man, this fool is by himself, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show this. You know, I, I talk bad all the time. So I went, I said, hey, hey, you know, like, now let's go, man. Like, you know, the other day you were tough guy with your friends. And so I, I, I I'm like, he was all scared. So I grabbed his glasses. I'm, I threw them down. I stepped on like, Let's go, homeboy. You know, like, let's go. And so my dad was right behind me. Do that, that brother, he, he got me from here. My side burns. And he's like, don't you know that's the son of the president? I mean, and I, I was like, man, you don't know what this fool has done to me, man. Like, you know, if you if you see him, man, you'd be doing the same thing, you know. So he 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 got me, man. And he, I had him my dad. So this one day, you know, this is when he was gonna bring me to the U.S. I didn't want to come here in the first place, but anyway, so there was a 22, and he had it like right here. So a 22 resting on his shoulder, and you know, as a little kid, I was 11, you know. I'm like, you know, I'm going to show this guy, man, like, you know, who I am. So I, I, I kind of just went to his side, and I got the trigger, and I, boom, click. You know, honestly, like, when I look back, I'm like, that's the hand of God protecting my dad and me. Because that barrel was like right here. Nothing happened to my pops. And of course, that was the only time he should have beat the crap out of me, and he didn't. He was so probably so scared, man. He was like, you know, he is like, he's just like, I was, I was scared too. I was like, man, this fool didn't die. Oh, and I'm just kidding. I was like, I was like, man. He was just like, 
like wall, man, stone rock. So anyway, so like that, that's, that's how much I hated my daddy, you know, like, and I remember one time with QG, he punked me around all the time. When he get drunk, I was a little boy, he would be like, hey, pendejo, you know, like, all my good, all my kids are good, but you're a piece of shit, vales madre cabron, now you're going to tell me, he's punking me like this, man, a little boy. And I, one time I looked him up, I said, mira vato, watcha, when I get you high homeboy, te voy a matar cabron, that's why I told him, you know, but like angry like this. I was a little boy like, hey, you know, I, you know, I ain't scared of you no more, man. I don't care what you do, you know. So, I mean, I was a little boy, but I had so much anger in me, like, like vengeance in me. I steal all his money all the time, you know, whenever, I, whatever I could do to him. One time I got the car, I ran it in his car, I ran it into a, into a, um, un carro de un chinito, a BMW. I went in and I went, boom, I ran into the car. He had to pay for like 10 years, man, because I guess uh, they told him, like, you need to pay for this, you know, for this car. So my dad hated him. He's like, when you grow up, you're going to pay every single penny on me, man. And I, I always held that against my dad. I was like, man, this fool, man, like, you're my dad. Dude, like, you, you know, it's like, me vas a pagar every, every single penny you're going to pay me. And I held that against my dad. And he would always curse me, you know. He would tell me, oh, tu cabron, like, you know, que... Like, you know, he just cursed me. Like, I hope that this happens to you. So when I was in high school, I, I went through a lot of stuff, you know. I wanted to kill myself. I was, uh, crazy. You know, I don't know how, how people learn this, but I was a cutter, you know. It came to the point where I just hated my life so bad. And I don't know how I started. I, I never saw a movie. I never read anything about cutting. But I just, instinctively, I just, I would use things to, to cut me. And I didn't know about that until when I, you know, I studied psychology. Like I, I look back and I'm like, well, if you, if you watch somebody do that, like, well, you know, learn behavior. But I, I didn't even see anybody. I just did it because I hated my life. And so, all this stuff happening in my, in, in being in high school, like with my dad, and I, my dad always comparing me to, to my brothers because they're all good kids. You know, my, my older brother was a nice boy. My, my, everybody was a good kid. He's like, well, how come you can't be like them? You, you're a piece of crap, you know? He would always just, just punk me around. And so I felt, I feel bad. Like, my self-esteem was, like, so low, you have no idea. Like, my self-esteem, my, my self-worth, um, it's just, it, I, was, I was a mess, you know? So, so those were, like, the, I'd say the, the most difficult years in my life where, like, you know, um, my parents, my siblings, school, everything was just, I hated my life, you know? So that was, I think, like one of the phases in my life where like I just, I hated God. I cursed God, I hated God, I don't know why I always blame God. So those like, like, I think the two biggest things. The next biggest thing that really affected me, you know, um, was um, when I went to college, like, you know, I, I moved, it's, it's, it's all a miracle, I'm telling you, like I'm not exaggerating. You know, my last college degree, I was in the dean's list. When I first started, like, I mean, I, I told you, I was 11, I couldn't read and write. I came here, I, I, I don't know how I learned anything, but I graduated high school, I have no idea how I graduated, you know. When I went to college, I was a runner. So that's what really kind of saved my life. I was, I, I mean, I was kind of like a fast runner. So I, if you go to Downey High, I, I, you can still see my name there because I have a record there and they have my name, F. Cortez, you know. That was over 30 years ago, you know. Huh? So that's God's, you know, God's, you know, God's grace. But so that's what really saved me, you know, running because I'm like, you know, I, I was going to go back to Mexico when I graduated high school. I'm like, I'm going back home. Like, I don't like this country, man. Like, you know, I, I hated it. So but my, one of my friends, by God's grace, 
took me to college. He showed me around, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to college, man. You know, I won't tell you what I saw, man, but I'm like, yeah, let's go college, man. Uh, you know, forget it. You know, it was it was amazing. My college life was amazing. You know, I, I won't tell you what I did, but it was great. You know, but I want to tell you though, this is that while I'm going out with this. I didn't know what I want to do with my life. I hated school. You know, I hated, I hated you, you know that, right? So I was like, what am I going to do with my life, man? I'm going to college. I'm just going to run. I'm not going to worry about degree. I'm just going to run. So I ran. That, that's all I did. I ran and I ran and I loved it. We traveled all over, you know, different colleges and stuff. So when it came to a point where, like, I came to a so dark place, I'm like, you know, I ran to this philosopher. I forget his name now. And I was like, yeah. I want to know what the meaning of life is, you know, because I, I had no meaning in my life. It was all empty, you know. So it turns out, I'm like, you know, I think I'm, yeah, I'm going to be a philosopher. So I began to read all these atheist philosophers. You have no idea how dark it is when you go into that world. So I wanted to be an atheist by this time now. So I'm reading these, all these philosophers, and I'm like, it's so amazing what philosophy can do to you, man. It brainwashed me so much. That I came to think, I'm not, don't get offended because I'm part of your team now. But I'm like, you know, it's like, you follow Christ? Like, dude, stop, dude. Like, listen, stop. Look, you have reason, correct? Yes. Okay, now look. Now, if you follow the arguments, you have argument A and B. And then your conclusion. Follow basic logic. Now, a dog can only be a dog. It cannot be a cat. A human being can only be a human being. He cannot be God. So therefore, when you're ready to talk logic, reasonable stuff, I'll talk to you. But just know that you're crazy, man, because it's impossible for a human being to be God. It, it doesn't exist. And, and I have these, all these theories, you know, that I, I, I believe them. I'm like, you, you guys are like retarded people, you know, because you, you think like it's positive thinking, okay, and, and, and it's going to work, and therefore like, and Sigmund Freud's civilization and the discontents ruined my life, you know, because he said, you know the reason why human beings invented different concepts of, in, in society? It's because the weaker man wants to control, and therefore, you know, you, you, you invent the, the concept of family, then you invented these other concepts, and now, well, I, I kind of have control over you, you know, and, and so it's all selfish. Man, don't ever read those books, man, because I was so messed up like you have no idea. I was so dark where I was reading all these theories and philosophers and crazy people. I was so dark, and one day I'm like, I couldn't take it no more. You know, I'm like, I applied for my master's at Cal State Long Beach in philosophy to continue my atheism stuff. You know, one day I was just like, you know, I have, I, dude, like... <laughs> There was, I don't know what to do with my life. I was just so empty, so shallow, so, you know. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to go talk to the devil, man. Because back home, my grandpa used to hear say stories, you know. If you go out to the dark and you call on the devil, he'll show up. And then, you, and then, you know, people will make deals with him. So I, so I was like, you know, so I remember my colleges. I'm like, you know, I remember going to Yosemite that time. We, we, I was a cross-country runner. So I'm like, you know, when I get there, I made my plan. I'm going to go and talk to the devil, and, and I'm going to make I'm gonna get a deal with this fool, because, you know, I was a tough guy, you know, like, I don't know if anybody, you're like, I mean, ain't nobody going to punk you, intimidate you, like, when, when, you're, when you're so mad at the world, dude, 
you know, this, this, it doesn't matter. Like, I was so just infuriated, man. Like, ain't nobody going to intimidate you. Like, come on. So that was me. Like, I ain't scared of the devil, man. So, I'm, you know, I'm going to go talk to the devil. And I'm going to make a deal with this fool. And I'm going to tell him, I'm going to give you my soul. And you give me all that I want, you know. That was my plan. So I go. And so I, I walk away from the, from the campground, from the tents and stuff, you know, from, from the cabin. And so it was so dark, dude, like so dark, pitch dark. Imagine like you close your eyes. And so I don't know how I did it, but I walked out and I said, okay, this is a good place, man. So I said, hey, you know, I started calling on, 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 the, on the cuernudo. You know, I said, hey, fool, let's go, man. I want to talk to you. Yeah, let's go, man. Uh, hombre, hombre, man, I ain't scared of you, man. You, you, you see me, you know? So, I, so I'm talking, I'm talking. So after a few minutes, He's not showing up. I was infuriated. I was like, I started cursing. I'm like, you know what? I remember my grandpa saying, if you curse at the devil, he'll really show up. It's like, man, I started cursing. I'm like, hey, mother, you know, let's go, man. Hey, don't you hear me? Don't you want a, a soul for yourself, man? I was just mad. You know, no, you're gonna laugh. It's just funny now because back then it was no funny to me. It was like, what? It was like, Wait a minute, dude. Am I so despicable? Am I such a reject that not even the devil wants my soul, man? That's what I truly believe. Oh, hijo de... Nah, mother... Nah. Not even... No, say, God, F you, man. Devil, you ain't man enough to take my soul. Like, F you, man. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in the devil, man. I like... He imagined... I don't know if you guys, if you've been in a part in your life where you're like, dude, God, why don't you listen to me? Like, no, no one loves me. No one, like, it's just, I'm worth, it's like, does, does anybody know, like, I exist, you know? I, it, it's just, I mean, it, it's terrible. I mean, that's how bad I was. Like, am I that despicable, man, that not even the devil wants my soul, man? I, I'm not even, I'm not good enough for, the, bad enough for the devil, man. It's like, oh, man, I was so angry. So that was, I think, really the, like the, the kind of like almost the culmination. And then when I just when God came to my life. So what happened was, you know, I I was very promiscuous because I, you know, that 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 was my life. You know, for many years, um, drugs and 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 promiscuity. That was like that was my biggest weakness. You know, I cannot live without it. You have drugs and you have women. That's it. Like, you know, that, that was, that's it. Like, you couldn't, you couldn't separate them. So for many years, I was there. So that was through whole, this whole time, you know, that's what I was leaving. And so it came to the point where, like, 2011, I had just gotten my uh, teaching credentials. I mean, I was in the Marine Corps. I didn't like it. I was a terrible Marine because I used to beat up the guys, you know. I, I, I mean, you ain't not give me no orders, man. You idiot, man. You know, you're a dumb <laughs> Look at me. Who's more man? You, you, you ain't bigger man than me. You do it yourself, homeboy, you know? I was a terrible Marine, you know? So I, I, I didn't like that. I was a personal trainer. I love working out. You know, I used to live in the gym. I was a gym rat. Like, man, I work out twice a day, always checking out my, my, my body, my biceps. Like, yeah, you know, that was, that, was my, that was my God, you know, just the gym. And, just, and then I was a personal trainer. I was a, a director of a gym. And then for a few years, and I, when I got my teaching credentials, I just got my teaching credentials. And then this whole thing, you know, with, 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 with drugs and this, this, this whole thing, I ended up in the hospital a few times, you know, because I would just overdo things. And I remember this one time, very embarrassing, but I like to tell it because it's, it's funny, but not at that time, you know. So here I'm in, you know, I, I, I went unconscious, so one day I'm in the hospital, I open my eyes, 
And I look at my arms, you know, I'm connected because they're detoxing my, my, my body. And I look at this machine and they, they connected me to, you know, because they have to monitor your heart. And, and this thing was going like, you know, beep. And I, I was like, in my mind, I'm thinking like, dude, like my life is on that machine. <laughs> like, that's my heart, you know, like, that's weird. You know, like I just, I'm like, you know, what, what is going on with me, you know? So this lady, he, she, she looks at me intentionally, and I, when she looks at me, I'm like, honestly, at that time, I said, it's funny now, but then I was like, oh, crap, please don't tell me she knows me. So she, sure enough, so I turn around the other way, so she, you know, she won't look at me. So she goes, muchacho, muchacho, are you the son of Epifania? Like, she was a, a prayerful woman you know, with my mama, and she was a very prayerful woman. Eee, man, what embarrassment, man. Like, I was like... Oh, dear Lord, please, no matter, like, please, no, like, and so I turned the other way, and she says, hey, you know, is that, are you, is your, are you okay, are you having trouble with your heart, because, you know, I was monitoring my heart, and I say, you know, um, I didn't want to lie, you know, I was like, oh, man, like, you know, it's really complicated, you know, and I turned the other way, so she finally figured, like, I didn't want to talk to her, you know, because, I mean, can you imagine, my mother was, like, the, she was a, the prayer group leader for the, intercessory prayer group, you know, and everybody knew her as, like, as, a, as a holy woman, and there I am, her son, like, you know, I wasn't going to tell the lady, like, yo, I, I'm here because, you know, I'm, so, so during that time, you know, like, I remember my life was just, like, it was meaningless, I traveled the world, I was a backpacker, I love traveling, that's why I became a teacher, to travel, you know, it sounds crazy, but that's why I did, you know, like, just, I would get my backpack, I go to internet, okay, well, you know, what country do I want to go? Okay, well, that, that sounds like, you know, seven wonders of the world. Okay, I'll go to Machu Picchu. Okay, I'll go to Australia, you know, to the Great Barrier Reef. I'll just go, you know, for, for, for weeks, months, and just get my backpack, and, you know, I had the whole time. I would come back, and I'm like, is that it? Like, okay, I, I, I travel, I, I have this, I have that. Is that it? And this darkness just, just kept hovering over me. So it was May 30th, 2011, finally, like, all of this stuff just, just crumbled down. It just, and one day, I just, in my sin, like, right in my sin that I just named, May 30th, 2011, just, I couldn't do it no more. I was just, like, this knot in my throat. I don't know if you ever felt that. Like, you want to cry, but you just can't, and it's like this stuck in your throat you want to just like it's like it's just unbearable and me being a tough guy you know like you know macho guy you know I mean like really I mean if I give you a breakdown of psychoanalyzing people like myself you you would know you know all my troubles you know but uh, so I just started I couldn't help it I just started crying I was talking to myself I'm like I do like what's wrong with you man like you know I just couldn't help it. And this thought came to my mind. Out of all, right? you should go talk to a priest. And I'm like, having this conversation, based on what I just told you, it's like, wait, dude, like, you, you don't even believe in God. And religion, like, you know, you, you know it's like, this conversation just, it, was, it wasn't going anywhere. But I was, just, I was just bawling, you know. And then the worst of all was when the thought came. Why, why, why don't you be a priest? Now, I don't know, you guys. 
I don't know if you've ever been in a point in your life when you have had a thought. I mean, it was beyond scary. Like, I totally just, I thought I was going crazy. I mean, like, I was losing it. I, I, I was lost. I was so confused. I was so in pain that I started cursing God again. I'm like, you know, no way, dude. Like, why do you hate me so much? You take, I mean, I wasn't a happy man. But, you know, my, all, my, all my addictions, if you want to call them that, it's like, you take all of that from me? Why do you, why do you keep on punishing me? Because I remember as a kid, I always, remember, I always thought that he punished me. And, and now that I've, I have my teaching credentials, I, I got a job with LAUSD, and I, you know, and, 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 and you want me? Like, oh, no, like, that became my nightmare. It was a terror I don't know if you ever had an, in your life experience where, like, you know, you feel like God is literally torturing you. And that's how I felt. Like, he's torturing me because he's asking me something of me that I can't let go. You know, the life that I was living is that it wasn't because it comes to a point. I don't know if you guys know this life. For those of you who live life, like, it comes to a point where your will is lost. I couldn't get out of that life. It's not because I didn't want to. It's just I couldn't get out of that life. And so now that this, like... This torturing of like being a priest is like, I wanted to rip this thought, like, you know, just like I wanted to just take this out of my mind and just like, no, man, I, I can't do that, you know? Not because I didn't feel worthy of it, but because I couldn't do it, literally. I just couldn't get away from that life. And that began like the torture of my life. I would weep like you have no idea, man. Like day after day, you know, night in and out, I would just wake up. I mean, I was like a zombie, man. I was just like, I had no idea what I was doing being alive. And I hated God. I hated my life. I'm like, why does God hate me so much? Why does he take away from me all that I love, even though I wasn't happy, you know? And that was kind of like the beginnings of my calling. And that's why I chose this past. Like, God, you were stronger than me. Because, I mean, think about it, you guys. I mean, you guys know people. I mean, maybe, you know, who have addictions to all kinds of stuff. I mean, we're slaves to that. And who can give me a new heart? If you, if we'd only hear the story, how it became when my dad and I reconciled, like how it worked, you know, like how God made it happen, the forgiveness with my dad. Now, if you look with my dad and my pa and my mom, like how we, like, I mean, you would never know that what we went through, you know, because you know, because Christ, you know, He gave me a new heart. He, He literally, you know, when, when, when He, uh, thank you, Lord. You know, going going to to the to all this brainwashing that the Lord did for me, like going back to the theories of like you know that that I had about you know atheism and, and the blood of Christ and the body of Christ. When I finally like you know I, I think I had a little bit of courage to say, well you know I'm just gonna show you that this is not for me. I remember just telling the like Lord, look you know, all my ideas that I have about I'm pro-abortion, I'm you know, euthanasia, all this stuff. I I believe that I. I, you know, in, in your the Eucharist, like, dude, like, come on, dude, seriously, like, God, you're there? I mean, dude, come on, you know? I was just way over myself, you know? So I told Jesus, I said, Jesus, you know, if you're calling to be a priest, first, you need to give me a new heart, brainwash me, and then I want a miracle from your body, you know, Eucharist, because otherwise, how would you want me to get up in front of people and say, oh, yeah, God is love, you know, God loves you. It's like, I can't do that, man. You know, to, to preach to, to people and say that God is love, God is, it's like, dude, like, dude, I, I ain't doing that, man. So, you know, if you want me to do that, you know, 
get to work, Jesus, please say, no, I, I, I can't do it, man. All that stuff happened, you know. The miracles with the Eucharist, uh, he, you know, my heart, forgiving my dad, forgiving myself. That was the biggest thing, forgiving myself, you know. Because I, I had heard so many people, you know, like it, it, it's unreal, you know. And, and, and so forgiving myself was the hardest thing ever. You know, I had been two, three years in my journey, and I still couldn't forgive myself. Because I, I know people's lives, because I contribute to, the, to the, how they are now, you know. And so I was just like, so Jesus really, like, he restored my heart. I, I forgave myself. I forgave my dad, my mom. Um, you know, he gave me the courage to say yes to him, to be a priest. Now, you guys, I mean, honestly, think about it. Like, you guys, I'm not, I'm not making myself like a martyr, but think about it, you guys, you know. You think, well, priest, priest, like, what? Well, yeah, you know. And it's true. Some priests, maybe you might think, well, they might not give a lot, you know. But, like, I mean, what do you love the most? And, and you know, what attachments do I have? My Jeep Wrangler, my 32-inch um, tires, my rims, bikini top, off-road, off the beach. I mean, all convertibles. That's all I had, convertibles. I love convertibles. And... You know, it's like, that was like, my, that was my passion. That's what gave me life. And so many other things that, you know, but think about it, like, in your life, you know, what is it that you love the most that you still haven't given to God? You know, the, the greatest decision that I've made in my life has, like, the hardest choice that I had to make was, has been the best. And so the last thing I want to say about mission, like us, you know, is that, I don't know if you thought about this, you know, but saying like, but what if God is calling me to do something I'm not good at? I'm not going to like it. Like, that's a devil, man, you know, because it's like, do I listen to yourself? You know, when I look back, I'm like, man, this devil, man, you know, because I mean, think about it. The God that made me for this purpose, you know, a chair when the person invented it so that people sit the creator said, well, this is going to be so you can sit. Not so you can stand. Maybe you can do that, but, you know, it don't look right. huh? So, so, right? <laughs> yeah. So the God that created us for a purpose, for a mission, why am I not going to be the happiest in my life, you know? Like right now, if you tell me, Father, you know, don't, don't, don't you miss women? You know, like in, in the way I, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm a man. I, I still see, but you know, the Lord has put me for himself. And now, like, you know, I, I'm for him. He made me. In other words, I'm being a priest. I'm, I'm doing the mission, you know? So whatever, whatever thing it is like whether you're a dad or mother it don't matter like god made you for a purpose if you know well a chair is a chair but each and every one of us god knows and so you're not gonna be miserable you're not gonna be like oh man you know no because when we do our mission that's when we truly become free, you know, because I'm doing like a hammer is, you know, to whack something, right? So if you're, you know, meant to do something because God wants you to be that,
then that's where we find meaning and purpose and joy and happiness and freedom because we are truly doing what God made us for. Although the beginning, right, like I, I share my story, right, it's it, it, purification is no fun, you know, it's no fun. But once we go through the Calvary, through, through that purification and just tearing away those things that keep us away from doing what God made us to be, then if you ask me now, Father Philly, are you happy? Like, dude, like, I'm the happiest man ever. But you have no idea. When I wake up, I say, Lord, thank you for calling me. Lord, you know, thank you so much. And, and every day I just, you know, I go crazy, you know, just visiting. I go to the jails, the women's jail. I go to the men's jail. I go to the conference homes. I go, to, I go everywhere, you know. Everywhere with the, 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 the people are, you know, I, I, I just, I'm like, thank you, Lord. I'm useful for something, you know. You can use me for something, you know. That's, you know, putting our life in his hands, doing what God made us to be, to do. There we find our, our joy, our freedom, our peace, and our place in society. I always feel so out of place, you know, because I'm like, you know, I need to have my PhD in philosophy for me to feel like I'm somebody. I don't know if any of you here have, like, I want to have this degree, this title, this or that, so that I feel like, like I'm somebody, you know, but, but, you know, that was me. I don't know about you guys, if maybe for you something else, but still it doesn't, again, my point is that for me, that's what it was for me, but for you guys, it might be something like finding our place in society is like, dude, like it's freedom. Why? Because again, finding like, okay, who am I in society? Whatever it is. But knowing that God, like St. Paul says, like we, you know, all the body parts we're one, and so, you know, not everybody can be priest, not everybody can be this and that, you know, wherever you are, but once you find your place in society, like, again, that's another way of saying, like, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm somebody, not because I'm more important, but because I found myself in society as God wants me to be sharing my gifts, and now, you know, you have a hard day, it's all right, you know, it's a hard day, hey, I, I love it. Still gives life. I still feel good. You know, I still feel blessed. Why? Because, you know, it was a tough day. But, you know, that's what God made me. And therefore, I'm accomplishing whatever God made me for. And that's freedom, you know. And I pray all of us, you know, wherever you are in your life, you know, um, just know that, you know, as tough as it is, you know, those, those discernment moments, like, you know, whether it's self-esteem, you know, identity, sexual identity, uh, relationships, psychology, emotions, affectivity, and dramas, you know, wounds, spiritual life, my, my relationship with God, you know, even with myself, you know, self-esteem, you know. Just let ourselves be renewed. In Revelations chapter 21, verse 5, you know, God makes all things new, you know. And so... And I'm glad that we're here, you know, and it's and it, just so that you know, like each time, you know, that we do these kind of gatherings, when you guys come here, you see, God, each time you come, you might not, you might like, well, nothing, not, nothing changing me, right? Like, no, no, no. The spirit always works, but sometimes, you know, he works a little bit at a time, a little chip away here. And at one meeting, he, you know, he, he, he kind of gave you a little something. Next meeting, you know, down here. And next thing you know, like, well, nothing's changing. Like, no, 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 no. Don't think that way, man. Like, each time you gather, 
The Lord is doing something. You're glorifying the Lord. Something is happening. Because some of us, I say, people, you know, only the stubborn like me, I'm, a, I'm dude, I'm a hard-headed guy. You have no idea. No, I have no shame even saying that, you know, but uh, I'm stubborn, you know. And sometimes people who are stubborn, God, if you have children, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like, if you have a little docile child, like, who's very, like, okay, you know, okay, mijito, like, okay, you're okay. But if you see a little rascal, it's like, hey, you, you know, get over here, man. You know, you, you talk to them. So me, I feel like my relationship with God has been kind of like, kind of like crazy because I've been so stubborn, man. Like, I want my way. If you only know the stuff that I do, even now, I go off the rail, uh, the trails, and I go up. I want to climb that mountain, man. I'm gonna go up, the, uh, even if I go off trails, man. You know. So if you hear about Father Philly dying in the mountains, I do that. Just two weeks ago, man, I was like, I'm going off trail. I'm gonna go up that rock, man. I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna contemplate on that rock. And I don't know how he did it, but I got up there, you know, and I fell like three times, my back still hurting. Oh, man, the snow was too much, you know, but, you know, and so God, the way, you know, he's a good father, huh? He, he just, he goes however you are, and he's there for you. Just let him, let him, you know, do his work on us and just keep trusting in him, stay with him no matter what, and then, you know, just, Allow ourselves to be loved by God. I always like, ah, Jesus, embrace me, Jesus. No, hug me, Jesus. Holy Spirit, man. And I'm just like right there, you know, like, thank you, Lord. You're like, oh, man, it feels so good, you know. So um, I don't know if you guys ever tried that, you know. I just, uh, you know, the testimony, he, brother brother was talking about testimonies. I was doing confessions on Saturday in, in Metanoia. And these girls Man, they, they blew my mind away. Last year, you know, I was one of the speakers, you know, and so I was saying this. I said, look, girls, if, if you don't have a good self-esteem, like, you know, you don't think that pretty, whatever, like, just, you know, this is what I told them, like, you know, just, because I know it works, you know. So I said, look, just every time you get in the morning or even whatever in the day, just look in the mirror and say, you know, man, look at those beautiful eyes God made. Look at those beautiful smile God gave you and, and smile and just and just keep saying that thank you Lord for, for my beautiful hair and my and this and so she came right and she came and goes Father you're what you told us that's true it does work and she was crying like she was all happy and I'm like ah Señor gracias thank you Lord she was just saying her testimony like you know she, she her self image her self esteem was, was healed you know because like Father what you told us that's true I've been doing it like it works and she was just all like thank you Father I'm like thank you Lord like you know somebody's listening you know uh, you know it's <laughs> It was great. And then other people kept just, you know, kept coming and telling their testimonies how, you know, so, you know, God works, doesn't he? So let us praise him. Let us worship him. Let us just give our hearts. And each time you guys gather, just, you know, I mean, just keep doing what you're doing, man. You know, like we're two, three gather, even if you don't like see any, any, any like, wow, like, you know, Jesus are here, like, you know, like. It's not about that, man. Jesus, God is not an emotion. God is not a feeling. God is presence. God is love. God is, you know, it's like, well, how come I'm, I'm not experiencing what Father Philly experiences? Well, because Father Philly is crazy. He's a stubborn guy, and, and he's a prideful man. That's why, you know, he, God, God wants to prune this guy, you know. Praise the Lord, huh? Thank you for listening. Please visit SoWareLate.com for more information. Don't forget to download the Esne app or go to JesusTheSower.com to listen to Esnet the Sower, the Sower Ministry, moving with confidence.